Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today I'm with uh, my first play on the podcast, which is very exciting. You know, I've I've covered hip hop, bands, pop, uh, comedy, but I haven't had play or what would you guys call it? Actors, right? <laughs> I haven't had actors on the podcast, so this is a first. So I am excited for you guys to be here. So let's uh, introduce everyone. We'll start with Trista. Um, yeah. Where where'd you grow up? Oh, okay. Uh, I was born in Rhode Island, smallest and best state. (laughs) Uh, We have a lot of attitude. Yeah, I was raised in New England, and uh, then I went to school for musical theater, and so I've lived kind of all over. I ended up landing in the Pacific Northwest 14, wow, 14, 15 years ago, and uh, decided to stay here, and now all my people are here my husband and my kids and my siblings and my mom so wow yeah and are you but i'm but are you an actor and a director or yes that's what okay. i was gonna say i am an actor sometimes but in this situation i'm the artistic director of center stage theater we're a small professional theater in federal way um kind of tucked tucked hidden away in the woods in federal way uh and i've been the artistic director for four years and what is an artistic director uh the bot no (laughs) 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 um well most theaters are run many professional theaters are run in a dual they call it a dual leadership format where you have an artistic director and a managing director and so my managing director angela she's my like partner in crime we do make most of our um broader organizational decisions together but basically to put it simply she's the the money and the finance and the administration and i'm the artistic and production side so if if it's on stage or backstage or has been designed for stage uh i it's under me i choose the plays i funnel the correct actors to the directors to look at an audition and cast as they see fit and then if it's um money and contracts uh, that falls under her so wow. that's kind of what i do so i get to pick plays i get to find actors i get to that talent um, match designers to directors to shows and i get to do the fun stuff in my opinion <laughs> i agree <laughs> dang yeah. so you're like an a and r kind of yeah for... yeah that's dope. yeah and it's it, it's a it's a fun role and and when it comes to developing like community outreach programs and stuff. I typically do that things, ways that we reach out to teenagers and um, underserved populations and stuff. That's all me. Awesome. Yeah. So Vivian, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Yeah, my name is Viviana and I am from the Los Angeles area, San Gabriel mm-hmm. Valley. Um, and I moved up here for grad school in 2015. And so I've been here for six years now, and I've I uh, only recently started doing theater, musical theater, um, and plays and productions in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was more on the track of well, I did my master's in public administration, so working in in government, changing systems, um, and part of me has always loved the arts, loved theater, and uh, with everything that's happening in the world, my my little little brain went, you know what? Now is the time that now is <laughs> might as well try try it out. Um, so I have been doing that for a couple of years now, and I'm really excited to be part of this production. Hell yeah. Yeah. And is Center Stage the first theater you've been part of? Or? No, I've worked with uh, Seattle Musical Theater. Uh, for a few productions and I was also with Reboot Theater Company and I've done some um, during the pandemic or I guess the start of the pandemic because it's really not <laughs> not done uh, I did a few of their podcasts and a little mini kind of cutting room floor stage production that we did uh, very COVID friendly um, aspects where all of the actors were kind of doing their little sections in in parts. Mm. So I did some of that, and then uh, we're crossing our fingers for doing a production of Cabaret in the upcoming year. There we go. Yeah. And and Joshua, tell me about yourself. 
Uh, I'm Joshua. I was born and raised in Dallas, Texas. None of um, you guys are from Seattle. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, went to college at TCU, Texas Christian University. Go Horn Frogs. Um, and <laughs> Go Horn Frogs. Um, and uh, started doing theater when I was a kid. Um, actually, my parents initially put me in um, Kroger and Gap. Uh, like ads as like a baby oh wow and then like community theater at like five years old um, and then I fell in love with it and continued with it uh, but I currently live in LA and I'm here doing this show because I love Trista and I love the panto what's the panto oh it's the show what is the panto oh, that's the $64,000 question that really really is it's the I mean Trista, if I'm explaining this, completely butchering this explanation, please Perfect. help me out. <laughs> okay. But it is like a traditionally British, like a British holiday tradition. It's like a style of show, yep. which is a fairy tale turned on its head set to pop music with like Monty Python-esque comedy routines and a lot of singing and dancing. And it's fun. <laughs> It's very fun silly. for the whole family. So panto is a genre of play. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Panto is a so it's panto. short for British pantomime. Okay. And uh, and Joshua explained it beautifully. Yeah, that was really good. This is our fourteenth one. Thank you. Yes. This is our fourteenth <laughs> one. Uh, it is kind of our it's center stage's signature move. Like we're we're the only theater anywhere near us that does it because it's not an american traditional holiday thing but it's uh just what joshua said it's basically a twisted fairy tale you take all those elements and throw them in a blender and it's one of those great shows where the adults are there catching all the double entendres and the puns and the, the absurdist humor and the political barbs and they're all laughing and those are going over their kids heads but then the character that mm. pratt falls is like their kids are in hysterics and so it's just i've never met a family who came to see the show who didn't walk out saying we're never going to miss one of these again we're going to be yeah. here every year so wow and you guys are yeah, doing puss in boots correct we are we are there we go yeah. what, what made you choose that a uh, specific play uh actually the gentleman who directs it and wrote it is a british he's our british import he's oh i looked at for years and years but he's british i looked at and... his imdb Oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's, he's been like in stuff. He has. He's the real deal. He's for yeah, sure, my, for sure. He did a, a Norwegian Airlines ad a few what? years back where they were advertising like flights to Great Britain. And so I would be online and just like up in my sidebar, like Vince would be there dressed as a British Bobby That's standing hilarious. in the middle of Seattle, whistling and telling people about like Norwegian Airlines flights. It was amazing. Can he get us deals? Um, yeah, I, and we yes, can find it. Yes, um, so yeah, he... he was modifying traditional pantos like Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, all your typical fairy tales. And then a few years ago, he said, I think I could write one, you know, instead of taking a script from Britain and modifying it, I think I could write one from scratch. And he wanted to try Red Riding Hood. This was before I was the artistic director, but I was actually in that one. He showed us a picture. Good, I was the good fairy. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I did that. And then, uh, and then the next year he, said well i'm gonna try to write another one and he did beauty and the beast and then uh, rapunzel and then robin hood was our last one our pre-covid and then this one and then probably we're gonna do a start kind of refreshing and, and recycling because part of the fun is that it's a fairy tale that you know the basic structure of so you're not coming in totally clueless but then we mess with everything yeah um and everything's a fun surprise. Like we don't list the songs in the program because we want you to laugh when we start singing, uh, you know, like a Beyonce or a BTS or, you know, a fifties um, medley, you know, we want you to, that to be a surprise for the audience. Oh, so, part it's, of the fun. so it's songs people know. They're not yeah. like, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes, Popular yes. songs. And yeah. Our act one, I don't want to spoil this year, but our act one medley last year, was like Backstreet Boys, Destiny's Child, Hanson, NSYNC, and Spice Girls, uh, um, all beautiful. like from like our childhood. Yeah. I mean, so it was great. so much fun. <laughs> so <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you guys was, all have like, to. Oh, what were you saying, my bad? No, that's why I was just. It was paradise for those of us that always wanted to be in a boy band. Oh, uh, that was literally about to say, letting my yeah. '90s boy band <laughs> dreams yeah. come true. Damn. Yeah. So you guys all need to know how to sing then, or? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> These, they, uh, yeah. These two can 
sing and dance. These two are what we Aww. call triple threats. They can sing and dance and act equally gorgeously. Um, and a lot of the voices in the show are there. I mean, these two can sing all kinds of things, but this show requires that kind of pop sound and they both have the, that beautiful, um, you know, them and, and some of the other leads to have these just beautiful, strong pop voices and they're riffing and, you know, to the point where we have like jokes based on h- how much Joshua's character <laughs> riffs and like, oh, like all that, like in the show is like rolled yep. into the jokes. Yeah, um, that's great. <laughs> yeah, and amazing dancing. We've got everything from acrobatics to hip hop to modern dance, tap dance, Ooh. everything. These actors do everything. Panto is really demanding, but that's what makes it so it's like control it's controlled chaos it's joyful controlled <laughs> yeah. chaos the whole time you know ne- yeah. it never stops um i was laughing so hard in rehearsal the other night i had tears coming out of my eyes and like i read this script i already knew you know but the way they own it is brilliant yeah. how long were you guys like rehearsing for this uh five, five weeks? weeks yeah I think. I think we've been rehearsing for five time weeks and we open on feels like is like confusing in this time period. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the 27th or something, right? Yeah. We are opening. Yeah. 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 This weekend. 27th. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. How many cast members are there for this? 13? 13. Oh, yeah. How did, how did I you counted everybody that off the top last of your night. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay. I did. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm, I'm strange. And what are your guys' roles in the play? You... I play Will, um, the cat's owner, okay. who is um I, get, well, I don't know how much to say who's taking <laughs> over a mill at the beginning of uh of the show but you know in panto fashion those plans a wrench gets put to those plans and then craziness ensues yes <laughs> and i'm the princess oh so uh yeah Wait, so is, love interest is there shrek in this <laughs> There's, Shrek. I wish. I mean, I wish Shrek made an appearance in there's this. There's not not Shrek in it. <laughs> there's always much. like silly. There's always magic and things like you know. There's always a good fairy and a bad fairy, and so typically the bad fairy is trying to like take over the world. It's very like, oh, what's the bad guy up to? Trying to take over the world because mm-hmm. that's what they do every year. And has so, an evil minion. The, exactly has a little minion. All that kind of classic stuff and. um and then she goes after Will and his mill that he has that feeds the whole town. And then in comes the magical talking cat. But we can't tell you how because that's oh. part of the fun. But the magical talking cat kind of tries to help, you know, Will get a love interest and save the mill and all that kind of stuff. And um, like Joshua said, it all goes awry before it all gets better. So <laughs> Will's Will the lead then? Or how does it? Uh, sure. Yeah, yes, we'll go you with that. Are. Just, just say it. you're the star. It's fine. I mean, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> it's Will and Puss. Both of them are yeah. are the the yeah. main kind of duo that are are working through and battling through all of the challenges that yeah. they're encountering. I guess really at its heart, it's like it's a buddy comedy. It's these two besties it, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, rid their town of this evil. Fairy. fairy. She's fairy. Like, say evil yeah, queen. She's, she's not a queen. No, she's not. Okay. She ain't no queen. She's no oh. queen. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to be. <laughs> but it's a. I mean, it's an ensemble piece, which is what's fun because yeah. Viviana's role is also very large, and she has scenes and moments entirely to herself. And the the evil fairy's role is very um, pronounced as well. She has yeah. some huge moments and a huge solo song at the top of Act Two that is. Oh my gosh! Super Ooh. good. Oh, she sing her voices. How many acts are there? So, two. Two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long does that make it then? How long is an act? Depends, right or no? Yeah. 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 Depends on the show. What do you guys think? You have a better gauge than I do. Well, <laughs> I don't know how long an act is. We've we're still timing things. Yeah. Um, but typically the first acts in general are longer than second acts yeah. um, in most theater just because uh, a lot of the first act is setting up all of the plot, setting up the challenges, and the second act is everything is being, all of the bows are being tied. All of the mm-hmm. I's are being dotted, T's are being crossed, and mm-hmm. things are, are ending. So it usually has a faster pace in the second act. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, that well was, said. I was about to say, that was a beautiful that explanation. Be- that was beautiful. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I would say my guess is probably, including intermission, it's about a two and a half hour. And it may be a little bit longer because with COVID and everything with intermission, we're making sure that people are distanced and spaced out and being served and able to go elsewhere to eat and drink because we have the masking policy and yada, yada, yada. So um, sometimes it's a little longer. And also um, because this is such a broad um, this is our biggest seller every year. So the bigger your audience, sometimes the longer it is. And there are even some nights where the audience just laughs and responds so much that you're like, we added 10 minutes to the show tonight because wow. the audience loved it so much. So, but yeah, two, two and a half hours, but it goes so fast. You won't even like, as an actor, it's hard to know because you just nonstop. And then the show's over and you're like, that was two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, Adrenaline, but it's definitely, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's not, it's nonstop. And, and one, one significant thing about the panto as well is there's no fourth wall. So there's no, that imaginary barrier between actor and audience, you know, you go see a play and you're seeing, you know, Sherlock Holmes, which is what I'm wearing on my scarf. Oh. Sherlock Holmes doesn't like turn and talk to the audience. You're watching him and Watson do their thing and whatever. Where with this show, the actor will straight up like tell a joke that's a terrible pun and turn to the audience and be like, did you like that? They get worse from here on out. You know, like that's, that's how, you know, or they'll, or there's one act, there's one character and I don't want to spoil it because it is so fabulous who flirts with the audience just incessantly and just is constantly just like, just like on like panto version of a dating app, just out there, like trying to find their person. And so it's, there's nobody in the audience's, um, uh, separated from the action, everybody's kind of in it, and it makes yeah. it a lot of fun. There are entire scenes that hinge on what the audience responds to you mm-hmm. when you present things. Yep. And is, is this your guys' like first show during the pandemic, or have you guys done any plays before? Um, I think so. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, oh. it is. Oh wow. Oh, yeah, shit. it is. Yeah, for for you guys. Yeah, for the theater, it's not. Right. Um, the theater's been going on. Yeah. The show must go on. Yeah, we did we did some live stream only things that were distance and safe for actors, scenes that were specifically made for distancing. Um, and then we postponed the entire second half of our last season and did it later. And we've done a lot, you know, like vaccine mandates for the actors because acting is very up close and physical. Yeah. Um, and then our audience has, you know, has to be masked. And now we have a over 12 has to be vaccinated or show proof of vaccination or uh, test within 48 hours. Um, And so we were able to kind of increase safety and safety protocols. We haven't had any incidents, nothing, nobody's ever gotten sick. We've been super, super cautious um, and just kind of started small, but this is our first like, you know, a big cast and they're singing, acting and dancing and it's gone really well. And everyone's been just so um, responsible and looking out for each other. Yeah, concerts are back. Why can't plays be back? You know? Exactly. It, precisely. Yes, thank you. And we we had to work with Arts Wall, which is the Washington State Arts um, like government and arts group, uh, because when the pandemic first happened, there were no rules laid out for professional theaters of our size. It was like the big equity theaters were de- determined by whatever the actors union determined, but that's like Fifth Avenue Village, Broadway, you know, and then there's this whole ecosystem of, of professional theaters with actors like Joshua and Viviana. Um, many of our actors and designers have degrees in theater. All, actually, all of our designers and production crew, stage management, lighting design have degrees in what they do. So um, and so it's very much a professional group, but nobody was saying, hey, this is the COVID protocol. It was just nobody was paying any attention. So we actually worked with Artsois and a couple other theaters to establish COVID protocol to make sure that actors, um, artists, and audience members were safe and that theaters could safely reopen. So that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. How do you guys feel about that, like having to wear masks and stuff during the pandemic during a play? Um, It was really interesting. I mean, we were masked throughout the whole um, rehearsal process, which was, you know, I mean, I just think the whole experience of the pandemic has been <laughs> crazy and wild. It's been a wild ride. Like, who who would have thunk in the end of 2019 
that. Why do Why do people say that now? What is the thunk thing? That's <laughs> a th- thunk. thunk. That's a thing now. What is it? I feel like I don't I don't know. Know. Is that a, saying is it about the pandemic. Is that a thing? I, I've I've like I've always said that. Really? Maybe it's a Texas thing, Joshua. It is. It is. Texas is taking over the world. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna so. look it up on Google. There was now. like a video of like Drake and J Cole in a in a car together, and like who would have thunk? What? <laughs> All right, I gotta look it up. Yeah, I've looked it up too. But I think that with the with masking for me, I I was really I it helped kind of mitigate my own fears yeah. of being around folks like I've been super cautious. Me and uh, like the folks around me have been very, very cautious. Um, I've only, you know, interacted with a very small group, like three and other people during the pandemic. And I'm barely starting to interact with others. And so I desperately wanted to get back into theater, but that is increasing your chances of contracting COVID. And so that was this mask policy really helped assuage my fears. I think that while rehearsing, it was a little bit difficult, like singing. And uh, I'm sure our um, music director had a little bit of difficulty figuring out what you know what the balances were is is this really what we're going to sound like when we don't have masks that are blocking our ability to sing but he's he's also amazing at figuring and hearing those different harmonies and making sure that blended well so I, hats off to him but for me one of the really cool things was i mean, i'm the one positive thing for me that i saw about the um masking is when we started doing the performance or the the rehearsals on stage yeah. and we're able to have our masks off while we while we are doing our um, acting on the stage and then we put our masks back on um, but for me it's kind of like a surprise mystery box which i love i love mystery boxes um <laughs> You take Same. people are taking off, right? <laughs> people take off their masks, and I'm like, oh, my brain had no idea that's your face. Oh, shit. And so I'm, I'm like seeing. Literally yesterday, I saw the last two cast members' faces for the first time. Was Will one of them? Will Just was like... not one of them. <laughs> no, no. Um, I've seen his face a little bit, but I saw, and I was just looking at them like, oh, I didn't. My brain didn't think that's what you looked like, but that's what you look like, and it's just like, wild. it it's wild. Damn. I like I've known you now for like five ish weeks, and I don't know who you are. It's Damn. just, but yeah, I thought to me, I was just having just some weird moments where I'm staring at people and they're looking at me like, oh, what's <laughs> what's wrong with you? I'm like, I just see your face now. It's like that that Netflix show, The Circle. Mm-hmm. Have you, have you yeah, ever yeah. seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where they like only communicate with each other like online. So then when they actually meet each other, they're like, "Oh, so that's what you really look like." <laughs> <laughs> There's also a really funny um, video. I think it was from an SNL. It was okay. like bottom of your face. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it was. Uh, it's just making fun of the fact that you're. You, like what's what's under here yeah. what's, what's there uh, but that's how i was like that's that's not a thing that's i i my brain is smart enough to add up what you see here and make up what the difference yeah no, you would think it's not. you thunk you, you would have thunk <laughs> i you i had a thunk, thunk but i had a thunk wrong but but like being an, on trend now yeah there we go <laughs> but being in la it's probably like it's less cautious people are less cautious mm-hmm. right like i did a tour there um, during June and like no one was wearing masks on like really. it's so weird it's like it's hit or miss like there are parts of places of it that are like super cautious and places of it that are not but the industry like film and television down there yeah oh, it's very cautious oh like, fucking Tom did you see that Tom Cruise when he like lost his shit a couple months oh, ago oh yeah 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 that was, cause, <laughs> I, that was wait insane. what I don't know this story Please tell me gossip about Tom. Uh, he like, like freaked out at a crew member because they weren't like following the protocols on set. Um, but, but before we found out about that, we just found out that he freaked out at a uh, um, crew member. So there was some like, I don't know if you saw this, but there was some like cancel Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise yeah. is mean. <laughs> and then it came if out like why, <laughs> why no, he was. If they're we like, haven't canceled oh. Tom Cruise yet yeah. after he's been like, 
connected to the things he's been it's not yep. gonna happen now oh the the oprah incident scientology <laughs> yes scientology is a cult and people have gone missing and they still don't know where they are like hey they, i'm sorry, in scientology it's, <laughs> wait it's, this is so awkward the wait, door is um, locked for a reason <laughs> guys there's like a scientology center right down the street from my house yes yes really yeah. i will like and I, they'll come for you they come they for will. young attractive actors <laughs> they, do, they, do. Oh, they do they do they won't come for me they want you to jump on couches they do every time i see like a group of like young tourists going into the place i want to be like don't go in there <laughs> don't do it <laughs> damn um yeah so anyway cancel tom cruise we'll get right oh. on that that'll be the next project after the panto that's Perfect. the next play this is my brand new yeah. musical called cancel tom cruise, cancel tom cruise. <laughs> oh, man. i would like to be a part of that <laughs> damn got it new works festival cancel <laughs> tom cruise <laughs> so do you guys do more like plays or musicals then more often oh geez that is a good question I, myself, um, I am a huge musical theater fan and mm. geek, um, though if you ask me right now what my favorite musical is, my brain will blank. What's your favorite so, musical? <gasps> Puss in Boots, that's what you're supposed uh, to be. Yes, exactly. But it's not a musical, it's a panto. Dang it. I was <laughs> but I, I love it, and I love the the ways that musical theater is being revamped in different mm-hmm. ways like currently i really really like the show crazy ex-girlfriend oh yeah um because it it kind of in a similar way that pan the, our panto does it's re it's reimagining uh what musical theater is what theater is it does have that breaking the the fourth wall situation and it makes fun of or makes fun of or i guess you could say uh, uh, likens <laughs> their songs to a lot of different genres from yeah. hip hop to death metal Ooh. to musical theater to like yeah. like it's it's hysterical and that type of thing for me when I was growing up I grew up on old old theater so like Danny Kaye mm-hmm. um, yes. yeah the Inspector General like mm-hmm. uh, watching West Side Story and being like oh my god there are brown people here. Like, <laughs> I can do this too. They, exi- they existed. Oh my god! Nineteen eighty-seven. That's nuts. Yeah, and and knowing and like in in my personal family history, my my nana, my grandma, she actually when the movie came out for West Side Story, she like had a, a viewing for the community of like uh, Latinos over in LA and we're like here we're gonna have this showing because like look we're here too yeah. so it was kind of for me that's what I grew up with just being like I want to live in a place where oh I'm feeling down today and suddenly everybody is singing the same song that I'm singing <laughs> and we are all choreographed and really like Damn. beautiful yeah. that's what my my brain lived in as a kid um but that's for so for me i really enjoy going into musical theater Mm. kind of because that's that's like a little outpouring of my inner child being (laughs) like oh finally i'm doing it Uh, (laughs) the actual reality of it is a lot harder than my inner child thought it was it's like (laughs) we all know it and we're all just amazing dancers it's like no yeah, it's a little, little bit of work. I about. guess you gotta practice. <laughs> I guess we rehearse first or whatever. So. Yeah, but yeah, for me, I'm I'm more in the musical theater realm. But I've done a, a little bit of um, straight play theater acting too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I would love to do more plays, but I feel like I get cast frequently in musicals, so I'm like, not mad at it. Um, but yeah, I love musical theater as well. Um, I, I didn't have as big of a um, musical theater education as a child as Viviana here. Um, also, I would like to say that I do know what one of your favorite musicals is. Uh, no. My name is Regina Jones. Uh, yeah. We were just singing Mean Girls last right. night at rehearsal. Out of, out of nowhere, I just started going like, till someone gets hurt. I was like, yes, please. <laughs> like, literally, like, just in the theater for no reason. And Josh across the room is like, Yes. <laughs> I was like, Love Mean it. Girls all day, every day. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love I love what you were saying about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, I, I love that musical theater is becoming more expansive um, these days. You know, you still have your Sound of Music and your Oklahomas, which are great. And your Hello Dollies, which are fantastic. You know, that they're, they're the bedrock that all musical theater is, you know, 
built on, those are the ones that pay, that paved the way. But now you have your Dear Evan Hansons and your Hamiltons and your you know crazy ex girlfriends. You're in the Heights. In the Heights. Um, and I I love the I love that musical theater is now um, a space or is becoming a space where all different sorts of stories are told. Um, yes. And Crazy Ex-Girlfriend always reminds me of Schmigadoon because yeah. they do the whole like poking fun at musical Everything. theater as well. It's fantastic. Um, if you haven't watched it, Apple TV Plus, highly recommend. Um, yeah, theater people love nothing more than making fun of theater. Like it's one <laughs> of our favorite pastimes. I My degree is in musical theater, so oh, I, yes. I went all the way. I went hard into the musical theater. I have a BFA in musical theater. Like who actually does that? Me, <laughs> I did that. Um, and so I... I I started performing and doing mostly musicals and then uh, due to some health reasons, couldn't perform for seven years, which I felt like I was dying. Um, but in that time, I cultivated other skills. You're alive now, allowed, though, right? Allowed me to, huh? You're alive now, though, right? Um, yeah. Are, are you so, a ghost? <laughs> not verified yes. because she's not um, in. She's I, this is a play right now. We're breaking the fourth wall. This is actually good. <laughs> it killed my spirit, let's just say. Uh, but I was able to use that time to cultivate the skills that allowed me to get this job. And now I have three children. So being a performer would be really difficult. Um, uh, it's really hard to do that with tiny people uh, that you made so but at the oh. theater we do at the theater we do five we typically do a five show season two of them are musicals because we love musicals but musicals are more expensive to put on because musicians are expensive that's why um but mm. yeah people like viviana and joshua when you can sing and dance like these two you're gonna get pulled for a lot of musicals but i love everything that you both said about because i was the same way i was raised with the old musicals angela lansbury is my favorite actor oh my of all gosh. time she Don't just turned like started. 96 years I old. Know. I'm obsessed with She's her. Amazing. And so I watched all of those like old musicals with my grandparents and everything. And I always think it's funny. This is my, I think Joshua, you've probably heard me on this tangent before that people will be very dismissive in general of musicals. They're like, oh, musicals where everyone just starts singing and dancing at the same time. It's so corny. It's so, you know, and they'll be very like, oh, so you're like a Broadway person. But then every time a musical movie comes out, everyone loses their minds and it wins all the Oscars. Yeah. Like uh, one will come out, Moulin Rouge was a huge one, or um, when the much maligned but still won many awards, Les Miserables, the film version of that came out, everyone lost their minds. Um, when, what was the one? Oh, La La Land. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, give it all the awards. They're singing and acting and dancing at the same time. It's amazing. And all of us musical theater That's a kids play. are like, uh, Literally, I do that like when I wake up on a Saturday yeah. morning. So it's <laughs> well, we go outside with our friends. Because, yeah, it's, oh, just, no. it's just interesting because it yeah. will happen on film and everybody is like, the talent. And then when you say, I do musicals, people are like, oh, I don't know if I'm into musicals. Yes, you are. Don't lie. Just come <laughs> see live theater. You won't go back. Yeah, exactly. So, so how do you break into like the acting scene as like in, in theater? Like Ooh. for like a, an up and coming artist, they usually have to work with a specific producer or get their song heard on yeah. a yep. Spotify or something like that. What is what are the steps for theater though? That is a First good you, question. You major in musical theater. <laughs> if you did the right thing, no, so, <laughs> I want to hear how you all did. I I did a pretty traditional path because I did. I majored in it and then I got an internship at a very prestigious Shakespeare theater um, in the you know down on the East Coast and then. Um, I used those connections when I moved out here to get my first job at an equity theater. And then I started auditioning and I was on a very traditional path until I got sick and had to stop. Yeah. And then, um, and then I just ended up wearing all the hats so that I could stay involved in the arts. I coached, I directed, and now I do this. So, but until the point where I had to stop, my path was as like prescriptive, I guess, as, as it can be as far yeah. as like and then you go to school for it and then you do the internship and da da da. But I know that's not the same as y'all's stories. So Yeah. Um I I mean I got started in theater first of all really young. Um my parents like I think we we discussed like I, I knew it was something that I wanted to do, but I was really shy. And so my parents kinda like kept pushing me to to do more of it, to break me out of my shell and to get comfortable doing it and see if it's something that I did want to pursue. Um yeah, so I just kind of started auditioning for stuff um, at a young age and doing shows, building my resume. You need a headshot and a resume. Mm. 
if you're starting out, I would, you know, even if like you, a model kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like okay. a model. Um, exactly. And I think a lot of people think that like your resume has to be like super fancy. And like I worked with Steven Spielberg and that's how I'm going to get a job. But like I always tell people I I work with a lot of like teenagers and young adults who are getting started in um, theater and acting are always like. Um, what should I do? What should I do? So I, I do I do work with a lot of those people, and I always tell them like, whatever you've done, put it down in your resume. If you've done like a church, you were in a church pageant that one year, and you played Lamb Number Two, write it on your resume. Mm. If you you know <laughs> what I mean, if you're you and your friends like went out into the backyard and filmed a short film and put it on YouTube, write it on your resume. Um, your resume is just to show casting directors who are the people you audition for. In film and tv and some bigger theaters and sometimes it's the artistic director sometimes it's the director um but the people you, you audition for the resume is to show them that you have experience that you've done something that you kind of aren't starting from square one but a lot of times um it's what you do in the audition room you know what i mean i think you can have the best resume and the best headshot in the world um but if you don't show up in the audition room and 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 you know do the thing yeah um you're probably not going to get cast and and conversely you could have a sparse resume that has two things on it but if you come in and you kill it i mean that's what they're looking for they're looking for the right person for the part so mm-hmm. i would say don't get hung up on that but um do do theater where you can if you're just starting out see if any of your local theaters are are doing a show i mean it's kind of hard now because we're still kind of on the tail end of this um, pandemic so there's not like a ton of theaters doing a lot of stuff but when theater like really gets ramped back up see if you're do you have is there a drama program at your school I mean I know a lot of teenagers are like well I, I want to do theater but I want to act but I don't want to act at school and I'm like I want to be on TV yeah and I'm like well right you gotta now. start somewhere <laughs> <laughs> cut your teeth you know learn how to mm-hmm. learn how to be on stage learn mm-hmm. what it learns what it learn what it takes to do yeah. a show like Viviano saying it's watching a show and saying I want to do that and then actually going through the process of doing it are two completely different things yeah so it's say just get started where you can so no actor just starts off on like a good show or play uh, I mean, or does that happen? It's, it it that can happens. happen, but it's rare. It's very, very rare. It, it's and they're the people that like you read like um, I don't even know like Ryan Reynolds was discovered in a McDonald's by a Disney yep. casting agent at the yeah. age of four, like that kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You hear about it because it's that level of, Just, but it's very, very. But you start at like you start like at tree number three, and then you work your way up to like. It depends. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can. You can. I mean, or you can go out and and your first audition like book a, a lead role. It just depends, but right. Um, but it'll probably not be at a top tier theater. Yeah, you're not gonna. Too. It won't be at center stage. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it might be. I don't know. Yeah, it, might, it, it, it could be. It could skills. be. I mean, people who who are like, well, I my first job was a lead at you know a, a big equity union theater. Usually, those stories are because it's a kid and they were doing like Annie or Matilda yeah. or you know billy right. elliot or something Ooh. like that and then that you know for billy elliot you need a a passably 11 to 13 year old boy yep. who's an insane dancer and a triple threat there's a good chance that kid hasn't done a lot of theater before that and so they may land that but for somebody coming out of college um it's not impossible but it's it's like how like my kids my six and nine year old want to be famous youtubers it's like yeah. oh okay we'll get right on that you know, like to them, it's like, I just, I make a video and then everyone will watch it and I'll be a famous YouTuber. Right. Like, sure. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like that. And it's, it's a lot of who, you know, as well. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Joshua, just like music. Yeah, mm-hmm. just exactly. Like music. Precisely. It's yeah. the, uh, just like in the arts, because Joshua comes to me with a resume dating all the way back to when he was a baby. Like he said, um, Viviana had a much smaller resume, I but I knew resume. people, I know, but I knew people on that resume. So she completely killed the audition. And then I looked at her resume and it's less about me being impressed with the roles she's played and more about, oh, I know Reboot Theater. I know that work, their work. Oh, I know Gary yeah. Turpin. I yeah. can text him and say, tell me about Viviana Garza. And if he says she's a dream, she, I'm like, great, I'm sold. You know, So yeah, yeah. If that is really for someone in my position, my directors cast their individual plays, but they can only cast from the actors I put in front of them. So that's how I am able to... I mean, gatekeep a little bit, which sounds awful, but I am responsible ultimately for what's on our stage and for keeping 
a certain level and a certain professionalism and quality on our stage. And so in order to do that, I need to put people in front of the director that I know are the right fit. And, and it's scary to put people, you know, like I didn't know Viviana before this, for all I know, she could have been a nightmare to work with. I could have thrown my whole production into a a complete chaos because we've got this diva princess. Who would have thunk? Exactly. Who'd have thunk, as Drake would say. Um, And so being able to check that and have somebody I trust in the industry say, oh, no, you're going to love her. She's a dream. You're, you know, I'd work with her all the time if I could, blah, blah, blah. Then I had that makes me go, oh, okay. All right. This is and and that's how we end up with great experiences, um, you know, so that people say people like Joshua say, I'm going to come back and do my third panto. Right. Because I know I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, and I think that I think exactly as Trista was mentioning, I like I, on the opposite side of that of that kind of mm, gauge. Uh, I don't have a huge resume, as I mentioned before. I've only been doing this for a couple for two or three years. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I, not that I haven't, as as I mentioned before, loved musical theater, been singing and dancing my heart out. <laughs> um, I. I was a kid who liked to do a lot of things. So I was doing <laughs> ballet, tap, um, jazz as a, like a, a little one. Um, and at the same time, I was doing all-star soccer, all-star softball. Like, um, And actually, that was the reason I stopped doing ballet is because my uh, ballet teacher at the time said a very mean thing about my mom in front of me. And I went to her into her face and said, we are never coming back here again. And so (laughs) she ended up uh, calling and apologizing multiple times, but I never went back there again until I was 21. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you're back. And I said, yeah, (laughs) because you're the only ballet place that I know of right now. So (laughs) but I'm 21 and I've missed all of my years learning ballet properly. But, you know, it's fine. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I did musical theater in high school, uh, usually was cast to do like ensemble roles because I was always really scared of being loud. Mm -hmm. I think that's a thing for uh, a lot of women but also women of color um being told kind of like okay you need to be silent you need to be like polite so i was really i really loved singing so much i loved dancing and so that's something that i worked on on the side and then also i had family obligations of like focusing on academics and really charging ahead so that i can help lead my community work on equity work um and make sure that i'm making the the place that I am as better than where I I how I found it, um, and I was told that I couldn't do that by uh, pursuing the arts. Mm. So, which I don't think is correct, but that was what I was told. So I, on the side of going on one path, always like I was like okay. I can take some dance classes. I can take some a voice lesson or two. Um, I was always in the car singing the the like Beyonce's Halo and being like like if I were a boy like you know <laughs> trying to do my best to be me at the same time as pursuing um, something that was driven from something external to me. Yeah. So once. The like a couple few years ago, right before the pandemic, um, a year before the pandemic, I decided, you know, this is the one life that I'm living currently. I want to try to take this and move forward. So I decided to be more serious about dance, be more serious about taking voice lessons and um, wrote up a tiny, tiny little resume. So the one that even Trista saw was <laughs> is way bigger wow. than what I, what I had. And it was mostly like I had an acapella group in college. And I, I, I did that. I learned, I taught myself beatboxing. Um, oh, like, wow. you know, those, yep. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> All of those, okay, like. Okay, now that I know you can do that, we're going to do that in the next panto. Oh, you know, no. Like, kind of <laughs> anyway. But, but, like, it was in a competition jazz dance group. Like, did different things that were what I did that was were my hobbies right Right. and um, then came and decided to be more focused on it Um, was lucky enough to go into auditions and be seen as who I was and not on my resume Uh, not just as my resume 
um, and got I think my first I, I the first one that I did was with Seattle Musical Theater for Mamma Mia yeah. and that was with um, Hattie Andrus Hattie Clara Andrus and she was an amazing director uh, and so it was just about for me it was like I had a very offshoot like yeah I did acapella she did a competition jazz team she did ballet folklorico Mexican folkloric dance like she's she's got an eclectic background but I don't know what she can do so my goal was to be when I'm in the audition room I have to kill it like that's this is the they don't they're looking at those resume they're kind of confused probably but who I show up as, I have to look professional, I have to kill the dance routine, I have to kill the singing routine, and then maybe they'll think of me as an ensemble member, and then I'll, I'll grow from there. Mm. Um, so that's, that's where I was, and I was lucky enough for directors and artistic directors and music directors to be like, actually, you can, you can sing. Damn. We can, um, in the Mamma Mia role, I was, or in, when I was in Mamma Mia, I was the ensemble member. But I was called back initially for the lead, and I that was I was like floored. I'm like, oh, what? Why? Why would they do that? Why would they ever? I can't. I don't know how to. I've never done anything. Um, so it was. It was just so. I was so honored. But like, there are people here who have just that eye and that ear, and they are like, you know what? I think I can see you in this. I. I can see you even though you don't look like the traditional person that we would cast. You're somebody that I think could make this role really exciting and make it grow and make it more exciting for other people to see you in that role. And so I've been lucky enough to be seen by those folks and people get excited. And so, yeah, that's I I think that my trajectory has been just luck and that for me, determination, I'm like, kicking over the door being like can I come in can I do this Please. there we go hell yeah yeah because you you auditioned for ensemble for us it was I the did. opposite it wasn't that you so we had a casting shakeup, and I needed ensemble and then in between the time when we put out the call for ensemble and Viviana's audition I auditioned a few people over a few days we ended up having to replace the princess because COVID people are moving they're dropping yep. the field they're getting it it's been really wild and so Viviana auditioned for ensemble and I'm like sitting there during her audition over zoom and I'm like yeah I think yeah I think this is our princess yeah <laughs> that's what the you know so I ended up emailing her like hey yo I know that you auditioned for ensemble actually do you want to be a, the lead because that's what I want you to be um and it was really exciting for us because we've had a lot of um great diversity in the panto cast but uh this is our first Latina princess Hell so yeah. Cool. yeah. Well, we yeah. got to we got to wrap First. up. I, uh, I really appreciate you guys coming in and you got Thank me excited you. about uh, plays. You. Honestly. Are you going to come? I hope so. Yes. You need to. Come. I hope so. Okay. Bring there, a couple friends. I'll give you there, some free tickets. There we go. And I'll, you know what I'll do, Blake? I'll send you after this, after we get off, I'll send you my favorite clip. It's not record. It's recorded for archives. So the, the audio quality, like the mics aren't patched into the, you know, it's just picking up whatever's in the house. But I'll send you my favorite clip from Robin Hood so you can kind of see what we're talking about when we're talking about like the music and dance and how not traditionally musical theater it is. And then you can see it and then at least you'll have an idea. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. You guys got to yeah. introduce me to more actors yeah. on the podcast. We are oh, totally. I got you. We know Ted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I have, want to get indie, indie film, music theater, theater. Yeah. I have one final question. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is very serious. I'm ready. Okay. All right. So play series. like Puss in Boots. Yes. Yeah. How many furries do you expect to show up <laughs> to this, this, this play? This is a joke that we have a already 100, had. Uh, a, a ton, a ton. <laughs> yeah, we had onesie day yesterday. Yes. Um, I wore a full onesie with a cat ears oh. and cat yeah. face and cat tail. Wow. And I went up to Joshua and I said, so how much more in love with me are you now? Like a thousand percent. Yeah. <laughs> you're officially a furry now. Like, yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah. Will like, is a furry. So speaking Perfect. of independent film, I was a furry in a short romantic 
comedy musical <laughs> Damn. For, and it was never really addressed it was one of those like because it was a short film ah. the guy just fell in <laughs> love with me and I just was a cat the furry the whole time and like we went to a haunted house together and I was a cat furry and we sang our romantic song together in my cat furry like I have photographic <laughs> oh my evidence, gosh and it, yeah and the full whole time, circle and she's yeah. like I still have that costume too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's in my closet right oh my now. gosh yeah full circle no, it's crazy yeah, need, that's what I did we need I everyone's best cat impressions real quick for oh jeez. Okay. oh y'all first i'm ready y'all first. Okay, i'll go I'll, oh oh no you go oh, Blake. restart restart, restart. That was good i want to hear that again <laughs> so, cat no no you blake <laughs> i don't know okay. oh that was <laughs> yeah, really that's good. good oh thanks that's what i was gonna do i was just gonna go Oof. with a little like oh so, i see uh yeah uh, oh that scared me <laughs> yes Covering all the, the rainbow of Adam Ocean. Well, she has experience working with cats, though. I do. I I some I work part time at a cat cafe in oh. Wallingford. I just went to my first cat cafe. Which one did you go to? It was in Redmond, though. Oh, Ooh, cool! I've, I've, I've never been. I've never been to oh, a cat cafe. Cat There's cafe. one in I'm Wallingford. Allergic, so I feel I'll like go. I need to go. Let's now. all we're, we're all after the play. We're all let's just go to a cat cafe. <laughs> yes. After party at the cat cafe. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Yes. That's amazing. Well, I appreciate cool. you guys coming on quickly. What's the easiest way to reach everyone? The socials. I'll start with you, Joshua. Uh, um, my Insta is probably the best way to reach me. It's at Joshua Very Joshy. Oh, Very Joshy. <laughs> with a Y. Very yeah. Joshy. There yes. Go. Yes, um, with a Y. Mine is uh, Vivacious Koala. Mm. Ooh, we stand. Uh, and that's my <laughs> yes. Instagram. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, uh, ignore me personally. Just find the theater because uh, actors are more fun than me anyway. But we're at uh, center stage underscore theater. Um, on most of the socials, some of them were Center Stage Theater underscore FW, but um, on Facebook, we're Center Stage underscore Theater, and we put like all of our stuff. Uh, we put all of our stuff on there, um, and then on our I should know this off the top of my head. Yeah, Center Stage underscore Theater, and Theater is spelled with theater. an R E at the end. Mm. Yes, Theater. <laughs> um, but all of our stuff is on Insta and and Facebook, so if you're on there, you really won't miss anything um, that we have going on. And if you can thunk it, you can do it. Ooh, yes. That's how we're going to end this podcast. I feel like the title needs to be Who Would Have Thunk? The title of this Who'd episode. <laughs> there we go. Which is a picture of Drake, and then everyone would be like, oh my gosh, Drake's on this? <laughs> there we go. You're being catfished. <laughs> yep. Oh, well. Cat? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> perfect. Well, perfect. I appreciate you guys again, and um, yes, go thanks. check out the play. Wait, how long is it running again? Until... Uh, Four weekends. So December we open 19th, on November 27th and we close on December 19th. I yeah, think it is, 19th. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we yep, go. So four weekends. We go Friday at night, Saturday, 2 p.m., Saturday, 7 p.m., and then Sundays at 2 p.m. So you got four chances every weekend. And I guarantee if you come to this show, especially if you're over 21 and you grab yourself a liquor drink in the lobby oh, or a beer and I'm you down. go in and you watch the show and you don't have the time of your life, I will personally refund your ticket you're gonna love it yeah honestly though yeah like, you really real. will Agreed. get lit and watch puss and boots it, yes. it is the best way it is the best way <laughs> that's what i'm saying there we go well thanks so much Blake. hell yeah, yeah. you're awesome yeah, thanks thank for you so having much. us thank you peace Blake. i'm happy we could do this